Hello, friends, and welcome back to Pretend Worlds Real People. As always, I'm Tyler, and I will say just really quick, I am sick of winter. I, I want spring. It's the first week of March. We're getting there. I just I need some warmer weather. It's been bonkers. Uh, just, you know, snow here, some ice there, but it's been pretty consistent to the point where I've just been living in movie theater auditoriums for the last week. <laughs> I sat in Ant-Man Quantumania, which was, you know, it was enjoyable. It was fun. I wasn't the best. Saw Creed 3, which was great. Uh, oh, and I caught Cocaine Bear, but I had my first ever horrible experience at an Alamo Draft House. Uh, so I guess one out of, I don't know, 75 visits isn't bad, but I need to go see Cocaine Bear again because the people that decided to talk over the entire film, the entire runtime, uh, I'm sure they, they stole some jokes that I probably would have heard had we been able to fully enjoy the movie. But outside of that, it's just been a very kind of in-house week. Productive, self-tapes, you know, some bookings I can't talk about, but the weather, man, oh my god. The snow and frost and ice must be gone! Let the flowers bloom! Oh my god, I don't know what that uh, that voice was, but you know what? I'm going to keep it in because it's just awkward enough. I love it. Uh, let's, let's get right into this week's episode because I had a fantastic chat with a wonderfully talented actress, writer, and producer by the name of Charlotte Kirk. You may recognize her name from films like How to Be Single, Tekken 2, Ocean's 8, and The Reckoning, uh, but she had a project released just recently this last year on Shudder called The Lair, directed by Neil Marshall. It's a f just awesome monster feature sci-fi horror action film so go check it out it's on shutter it's wonderful and uh, she talks a little bit about her next project a crime film called duchess but we do talk about you know her upbringing how she found her love for the performing arts and where she wants to go now that she's taken her career by the horns and she's just producing and creating left and right so without further ado let's take a seat grab our coffee or tea if you're that kind of person. And let's have a wonderful chat with Charlotte Kirk. Yes, so uh, I'm Charlotte Kirk. I'm a British filmmaker, actress, producer, writer. And um, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and when, uh, when did your creative journey start? That's always really interesting. Were you... Uh, looking up at the silver screen as a, as a child and thinking, oh, I want to do that? Or when did that start for you? Pretty much, yes. Th there wasn't really a defining moment where I was like, oh, I really want to be an actor. This is what I want to do. It was just kind of a gradual thing. I I've always loved performing uh, in in um, elementary school and secondary school. I, I just always just loved the performing. Um, and I think the more I understood movies and the stage and filmmaking it just grew and grew and grew really but it's always been in me I think I think my dad is a frustrated actor deep down to be honest I think really? I get it from him he's not an actor at all but I think I think I get it from him yeah <laughs> what what makes you say that though what what about your your father sort of exudes he that artistic approach well, he's great at accents. He'll just like, we'll be having a conversation and he'll just roll off an Irish accent. I'm like, Dad, how do you do that? It's so good. Or a Scottish accent or even American, I have to say. So anytime I have an audition or I'm, or there's a, a role that's like a, 
American or, or whatever. I'm like, Dad, help me out here. So he's amazing at accents. He just performs. He just loves to, he loves movies. He loves, he loves like characters and studying people and kind of what actors need to do, really. Um, so actually, in the last couple of films, I have given him a, a cameo. Him and my mum. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Yeah, but you can see them. Um, my mum was in Duchess. My dad was in The Reckoning. Uh, and my mum. And my mum was in The Lair and The Reckoning as well. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Did they have a blast? Yeah, they always, always. There's always, every time I'm, I'm um, if I'm obviously producing the film, that's a lot easier. I say, right, do you want a, do you want a cameo role? Do you want to walk in? They're like, absolutely. When are we flying out? It's very cute. <laughs> that's so cool. That I love that you're giving back to them too. You're giving them that chance to, you know, experiment yeah. and experience that. I think being on a set is just amazing. Like actor, if you're an actor, which is obviously the best place you can be. But even if you're not an actor, just the experience of being on set is pretty electrifying. So oh, absolutely, um, <laughs> yeah. What uh, I know, I'm kind of jumping through questions, but what was your first onset experience like? Because that is a crazy surreal moment in any actor's life when those lights come on and the camera's put in front of you oh my gosh my first role was a walk-on part it was called black dog red dog with james franco i think he was producing it um and it was literally like a, I, walk, I think i was a secretary i walk in i give someone papers and then i walk out again and you know you're just trying really really hard just to just to make it something <laughs> and yeah it was in new york and yeah i just just arrived to the states actually and um and it's just it's just surreal isn't it it's like that was so many years ago but it was such a incredible powerful moment for me yeah, yeah. and i mean that's a huge move as well you moved to a different country to i know, you know. yeah so when i finished drama school here in the uk hmm. um someone said to me charlotte if you want to be an actor, go to the States. So I didn't think twice. I packed up my bags and um, took a trip to LA, came back and went to New York. I mean, originally I moved to New York for six months and then I went to LA. And uh, why, uh, why New York? What was the, what was that experience like compared to, you know, the Los Angeles approach? Well, I, 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 connected with um an agency out there so they helped sponsor my o1 visa um and they got me some like commercial work and stuff like that and then i kind of realized being there a few months and that i've got to go to la as <laughs> well it's all happening so then and i packed up my bags went to la but yeah i was like 19 didn't know anyone uh, just just it's like okay I've, i just gotta do it I, I didn't think twice and yeah. um yeah it's crazy really it is crazy. Like, what would my life would have been like if I didn't go to the States? But I do not regret it for a second. Do not regret it. I think it's the best the best thing I ever did. Well, I would mm. think, I mean, you and I are about the same age. And at 19, that's a very pivotal time, right? So, you know, it's it's the perfect time to make those switches, to, to pivot yeah. and go experience something new. I'm curious, what changed in you from, you know, being 19 in the UK to being 19 in, in Los Angeles? Was there a culture shift? I mean, what was that like for you personally? I loved what the US could offer me, the opportunities that I don't think the UK, they could have gave me, but I didn't, I, I just had my hopes and my heart set on the US and, I, and that's why I was there. 
Um, I, I just think there was just so much more opportunity there. Um, I, I felt like there in in the UK, it's it, it's maybe not so much now, but it's kind of I was told there's a closed system here that it's very hard to get those doors open, and and if you didn't go to RADA or you didn't speak a certain way, it's just there's still quite a class system here in the UK right so in the US I think anything's possible right anything anyone can be anything and that's what I love about the US the opportunity and um that's 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 what I loved and I went there and, and it embraced me like absolutely that they didn't care it's just about the talent and um yeah now here I am <laughs> yeah look I mean look at you now it it's uh God, looking at an actor's career is so jarring, right? Because it could be, you know, instant spotlight after, you know, a couple of weeks in town. And then it could be instant or not instant, but, you know, going to the spotlight years later. So when yeah. you were 19, you were starting this out. Did you have a goal in mind? Not to say that every actor should have, you know, a timeline or something, because we all know that's insane. Uh, but did yeah. you have goals for yourself when you initially, you know, came out here and, and began your career? I just wanted to do movies, well, not movies, but TV, stage, whatever, really. I just wanted to just act and just be in good project, whatever that entailed. Um, and now I have goals. Now I think I'm more laser focused, like, you know, hindsight is a great thing, right? Okay, this is where I was. This is where I want to be. I, I, I think that, okay, where do I want to be 20, 30 years from now? Think of someone who I really want to be, like, inspired to be like, and then backtrack from their, their career. Uh, that's kind of, you know, what I'm doing now. Um, but back then it was just, I just want to just want to work really and learn and make mistakes and then learn from my mistakes and get better and better. And um, I was 19. <laughs> that's a child. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy to think about? At the time you're thinking I'm an adult, I'm making this decision. I'm going to go do this. But we, we're still kids into our early 20s, essentially. <laughs> absolutely and um yeah i mean a lot of people say really you moved to the states when you were that young i'm like yeah i just i just got up and did it i think you have to i think yeah. you have to like whatever field you're in you know if it's entertainment or whatever industry you want to you know you want to be in i think you have to just go at it a hundred percent like that would be advice for anyone like whatever you want to do I didn't even have a backup plan. That wasn't even a plan B for me. Well, I was like, okay, I'll go to the States. Maybe one day I'll move back to the UK, but I have to do this. Like, I have to. I have no other choice. So there, I don't have a choice but to do this. I think, I think that's what you need to do to really achieve what you want to achieve to succeed is I have to. There's no if, maybes. Yeah. When did you declare yourself... I am an actor. This is what I'm going to do. When did you sit down and say, you know what? No, this is it. No backup plans. I'm going in, you know, full force. When did that happen for you? When I went to the States. Mm. When I went. Um, because obviously I went to drama school here and then I stayed here for a while. And then I thought, well, I'm going to the States. I don't know anyone. I have no friends, no family. Like, this is it. This is the only reason why I'm going. But pretty much just, just. <laughs> going full steam ahead and um yeah i think that that was my defining moment was just getting on that plane and just going to yeah. 
Yeah. And you did mention briefly uh, before, you know, looking at people you admire and then backtracking their career to see, you know, how you can align with that. Who did you look up to as a as a kid, as you were watching TV, movies, stage? I mean, who were your performance heroes? It it changed. It has changed. It evolves. Um, I, I, as a kid, I adored uh, Gone with the Wind, Vivian Lee. I love that period. I love I love the golden age of Hollywood. The, the way they performed, the way they dressed, the way just everything about it was just amazing and glamorous and just oh, I love love that era. Um, Marlon Brando is one of my most favorite. Act. I think he's the greatest actor ever lived ever. He's incredible. Um, but then, like, for myself, if I say, who, who do I inspire to be? I'd say someone like Nicole Kidman. I think she's absolutely incredible with her own, with her own production company. She makes her own projects. She's just, like, I love the films, she, her choices. It's very diverse. All of the roles she chooses are all very different. Hmm. I think she's kind of someone I'd inspire to be, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I, that's, I love those answers. Have you had a chance to meet <laughs> uh, Nicole at all? No, no. I met so I, on, on my last film. I worked with Stephanie Beecham, who's a legend, who had worked with Marlon Brando. And as soon as she told me that, I was like, "Oh my god! Wait, tell me what was it like? What kind of person? Just tell me everything about him. <laughs> I need to know everything." <laughs> and she was just like, "Yeah, he was just incredible. He's just like one of a kind." She was like, "Yeah, I think it was Ava Gardner." She said, yes, yeah, she taught me lighting. She was on the, from that era. So she yeah. was like, yeah, she taught me how how lighting works and my good side, my bad side, and just just the incredible golden age of Hollywood. Oh, that's what I love. Oh, God. I, I love those experiences when you meet somebody and they, you know, they've worked with X, Y, or Z, and you just immediately, yes. like, tell me everything you know. I've been, lucky, I've been lucky enough to meet some incredible people. Like, I, I've met. Al Pacino a number of times who isn't and they say never meet your 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 idol are you going to be disappointed but I absolutely wasn't he was an absolute gem just an actor's actor you know loves other actors just incredible with his you know he's just amazing isn't he one of the clients as well Pacino yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh and you know what what did you take away from those experiences meeting Al you know what what was what was something you took away from just being in that space with that hero? I think like some of the great, the greats I've met, they all have a common tra a trait that is they're so, they're so in the moment when they speak with you. It doesn't matter how much is going on around them, how many people want to talk to them, they're talking to you and you know it and that's it. The other week I was at an event and I met Emma Thompson. And she just blew me away. She, there was just all these people around her. Oh, can I talk to you? Can I talk to you? And I just, we were just talking and she was just, it was like she was looking into my soul. I mean, I, I, it was just an incredible experience. I like cried afterwards. It was just amazing. And she was just so sweet. Absolutely. Like, like she's like an angel. She was just the most nicest. Just, oh, just, it was an incredible experience. <laughs> and, but, but her person, it wasn't like I was blown away because, you know, starstruck. It wasn't like that. It was just her. You know, I, I wasn't looking at her as the actress Emma Thompson, or it was just her. You know, her soul, the way she spoke to me, it was yeah. just incredible. Yeah. And that's like that's what makes you just incredible actors. That you're just so you're there, you're in the moment, and you're present. And that's really important, obviously, as you know, as an actor, you've got to be in the moment. Otherwise, you're not going to be truthful. So, 
yeah, yeah. that's what I, they all have this this incredible electricity of just being there and you know they're with you it's incredible getting like goosebumps thinking about that <laughs> uh, yeah it, it, i'm just thinking yeah the only yeah the actor that i would have loved to have met is brando and that's not going to happen but uh <laughs> there will be others <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> oh absolutely i mean with how much you're working and how much you're putting out there it's you're yeah. bound to run into you know several other heroes you've looked up to you know or at the absolutely. very very least get to work with them right that's that's the hope absolutely <laughs> and you said you you know you didn't have any backup plans career-wise but looking back now what would you do if you couldn't act i know it's a horrible question to ask but what's what's something you'd be open to um exploring as a career opportunity hmm. i would probably work with animals dogs I say I want to rescue a bunch of animals, but there's no money in that, is there really? So I don't know how I'd actually survive. So maybe I'd be like a banker and then I'd look after animals on the side. <laughs> or I'd just become a homeless try and look after all the dogs. That's kind of like my, yeah, my passion. I just love, love, love dogs. So anything to do with dogs or animals, I just, yeah, want to rescue them all. Mm. Oh. See, and you get you have your puppers <laughs> sitting right behind you. Oh, yes. <laughs> always there <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I think so at one stage I was like oh maybe like being a detective would be really cool it's just like oh that's just I can't I don't know though that would be tougher I think like if, if you don't crack the case I think that would be pretty I don't know if you could get over that you know the hang-ups on that like just yeah I don't know I think that'd be pretty cool though yeah <laughs> That would be a, a fun movie following a detective who's had one case that's still not solved. <laughs> yeah, and then they, they up on it. I, I just couldn't, it would drive you crazy, wouldn't it? Like, I, I could have done this. And I, I think I've got a bit of OCD anyway. And I'm like, oh, I don't think I would just go mad. Like, I'd have to, have to do it. I don't know. <laughs> like, being creative helps that as well, for sure. Like, when I'm creative and I'm reading or I'm performing or whatever it is, that just... I think they say that, don't they? They say like being in the moment is when you're being creative. Mm. Like anyone, like it, whatever you're doing, if you're whatever it is, even if you're reading, you know, you're, you're just your imagination works and you switch off and you go somewhere else. And that's just like so therapeutic and calming. I love it. Do you do, uh, I mean, do you do a lot of, lot of reading? Do you paint? What else do you do creatively outside of uh, performance that, allows well, you to do that i'm i'm also writing um so the last few projects i wrote as well um which is which is which is great i mean i've co-written so i haven't actually written anything on my own yet uh, i've co-written with the director neil marshall um who's a fabulous fabulous writer and a great i think we're a good team when it comes to writing because he comes at it like a you know director producer and i come at it like a like an actor so it's it's a good it's a good combination actually um writing uh, what else do i do creatively i don't know really i guess i mean i read that's not really being creative is it just i don't paint my mum paints though um she's really good um Maybe I need to get a few more hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always a weird question to ask any any performer because you do, you know, you might have a bunch of other things you do, 
but you don't realize that it stimulates your creativity, right? Yeah. Like, I totally count reading though as being creative because you are imagining that world and yeah, you know, exactly. living in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like the best feeling is when you, you start reading a script and you just can't put it down. Like that's just the best when you actually get sucked into a story or a movie, right? Or you're watching a movie and you just get, oh my God, I watched the, um, the Spielberg film. What's it called? Oh, the, uh, the Fablemans. Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh my really? God, I, got, I still I haven't got, seen it. <laughs> oh, I got sucked into that story. That was amazing. Really, really enjoyed that movie. Because that just took you somewhere. It just took you into another world, into another era. All the performances were incredible. It's just, and you knew it was about Spielberg. So it just had all these layers to it. It was absolutely amazing. Loved that film. All yeah, right. I need to. I need to watch it. <laughs> it's it's on the list, but I have not pulled the trigger yet. <laughs> it's oh, just sitting God. there. Yes, watch. <laughs> so many good ones out. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I got lost in all the movies I haven't seen yet that came out last year and feeling like a f utter cinematic failure <laughs> <laughs> instead of watching the so same show. <laughs> yeah. You get hung up on a show, don't you? And there's so many great shows out there as well. So. Yeah. Oh, so Which, many good ones. I mean, speaking of, it doesn't have to be a show, but you know, you with everything you're doing, with everything you've been building over the last few years, what helps you decompress from your long day of, you know, whether it be writing, acting, sending in self tapes, taking care of the pupper and running around? I mean, <laughs> that would, I guess that yeah. could be just a decompression period. But uh, yeah, what do you, what do, you do to, to relax? It keeps you satiated. Definitely watching, um, watching TV, TV shows or films for sure. That just, I just switch off. Uh, definitely. Um, taking my dog for a walk. Um, just doing something that has nothing to do with the business, which is hard because it just kind of creeps up on you, right? It's like, oh, that would be good. Oh, that's really inspiring. But then you just got to make it and just, just okay, ground yourself, go back. I'm switching off. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> do that. You're creative and you're you're constantly, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough. Switch yeah. off. It, uh, in a way, it just, it takes over your life, uh, in the best and the worst ways when it should and when it shouldn't, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it, it's almost like you have to journal your way out of it to get out of that mindset and then yeah. go about your daily life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's not the creativity that, that I need to switch off from. It's all the admin stuff as well that goes with it. Hmm. That's quite, um, oh, I hate all that kind of stuff because obviously producing as well is, is quite oh, tedious. But yeah. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, but it's also it is stressful as well. Very stressful. You know, putting together a film is oh, a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, you you have what is the, the name of your production company again? If you would mind reminding our listeners, yeah. um, Scarlet Scarlet Productions. Mm -hmm. Scarlet is the name of my character in Duchess, so that's why it's called Scarlet. And it's also a really badass name for a production company. So. <laughs> Thank you. Like symbolic as well. So yes, yeah, Scarlet Productions. So that will be my third film that I co-wrote, produced, and starred in. So, but that that's kind of like the special, the special one that I'm. That's been my pet project. That's coming out this year, and I'm super excited about. Oh, super I excited. I cannot wait to see. It. I wish uh, 
I know you had a talk with my buddy, uh, Brian Garner on his Be More Super podcast a few months ago. Yes. So I, I sometimes <laughs> wish that he and I lived in the same country so we can go see these movies together. Oh <laughs> my God. Yes. Enjoy it. Oh, good. Um, well, one of the um, sound designers that watched the film the other week, he said um, it's a split between Guy Ritchie and Tarantino. I was like, I will take that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that, the, the highest compliment for a crime film, right? <laughs> a crime film. Exactly. Exactly. Very much, very much like, well, I mean, we conceived it as a female Scarface. So it's pretty badass. I mean, yeah, we, we, we our expectations, we, we, <laughs> they were pretty high. I know. But you have to, right? You have to have high expectations. Otherwise, you know, shoot for the stars and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And uh, I do want to go back to, you know, your producer hat. What is your average day like now? I do want to talk about your admin because you are working your butt off and people need to hear what it takes to produce a film. So what is your day to day like providing that admin? So it depends what kind of producing you do. So um, I'm not the line producer. So you have kind of the head producer um and then you have the line producer that puts the whole budget, the whole film together. Um and I'm kind of working alongside them. So I'm helping bring in equity. I'm helping with the tax credit. So having a tax credit where you shoot is very beneficial. So a lot of paperwork involved. Thank God I have nothing to do with that paperwork. But I'm kind of there putting all the logistics together to kind of manage overseeing. And then um, my line producer, that's absolutely great. She she puts everything together. And then you get put the – it's just so much paperwork. You can't even imagine. It's like – you know, um, yeah, you've got the tax credit, you've got the investor contracts, you've got um, the production company, that um, the local production. So you've got the production company here, then you've got the loan out production company, what you're the local production company, where the, the country you're filming in. Um, and then you've got, that's not even, that's just the base. Then you've got obviously cast it. And it's just so much, so much. But you just got to have a team of people that you trust. I think that's that's key. That you trust, you know, they're, you know, that that's what I try and do. I try and surround myself with people that are really good, you know, just as good as as I am or better than me, you know, so you can they elevate you. That's so, so important because I've been around people that are, you know, there's a lot of bad people out there, as you know, and especially in our industry, you know, a lot of bad people, bloodsuckers and time wasters and all that kind of stuff so you just gotta find your close-knit your connections your friends your contacts and just you know like a family and just keep working together that's kind of what I'm doing at the moment oh that's wonderful and I, I totally agree with the experience of uh you know being a being an actor who wants to get into filmmaking or you know provide your own content when you are meeting people that is savvy to know when to walk away <laughs> you know when you know that uh they're literally pulling things out of their ass just to you know kind of get you into their own little own little world so it helps to be business savvy in that mindset and yeah being a, a producer i uh i tip my hat off to you because that is a lot of work but huh? the final product is is so worth it right oh yes that's the most rewarding when you're sitting there uh i had the um the gala premiere a few weeks ago uh in january actually um of the lair and just seeing it with a typical audience in leicester square and it was just amazing just laugh people laughing and screaming and just hearing everyone's reaction that was just it's just it's like okay yeah that's why i do what i do okay yeah i get it now that's so cool 
that's really really cool that is that is really cool you could take that deep breath and go ah, okay <laughs> yeah one in the can another one in the can like the one we just shot the duchess that was i would say that was one of the hardest shoots yet because i mean i got covid during the production the director got covid um it was just one of those films where yeah it was t- it was just tough 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 film and i thought i just need to get to the end of this and just make sure we're good and everything's in the can and we did and it's it, yeah the film will be finished in the next couple of weeks so super excited Oh, it's done. It's in the can. I can breathe. <laughs> and now I've been the next one. And now I'm going to put myself through it all over again. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I mean, you've you've already dabbled in so many different genres and you know subgenres. What else do you want to work in as far as genre goes? What's what's next on your list? So the next one is a genre that I've never done before. It is an erotic thriller. So yes, very very. I've never done this before. Um, I was inspired by the eighties, nineties classic, you know, Fatal Attraction, Basic Instincts, um, that kind of genre. I mean, there were just so many great movies like that, and the Giallo genre. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of Giallo films lately. Um, you know the the killer with the the black glove. Yeah. Well, that's a crazy <laughs> so, combo. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's very compulsion. So everyone, all the actors have this compulsion that they can't. It's a compulsion they they can't control it. So it's um yeah, it's really really cool. And we're shooting that in Malta in uh, April May. So yeah. Oh, wow. That yeah. It's yeah, that's uh, I'm just like trying to wrap my head around it because I love those different like mixings of genres. That just sounds yeah. cool. I'm thinking of like, okay, body of evidence with like a giallo touch to it. That's insane. Or oh, have you seen that body of evidence? I have to write that down. Is it good? Um, it's very body 80s. It's okay, but it's an, it's an erotic thriller for sure. Uh, yeah, that type of film isn't necessarily, you know, it's not made that much anymore, right? So that'll be interesting no. to see uh you know 2023 2024 take on that um wow yeah yeah three three six five days i know that did really well on netflix on like number two or three right now um oh what's that tv show oh what's the name it's 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 kind of a a thrillery erotic a a little bit um oh yeah i don't know white lotus is it white lotus could be. Actually, I haven't seen White Lotus. Yeah, I told to watch it. I <laughs> sorry, <watched> listeners. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yes. Oh, and I watched the other night, uh, Perfect Murder, Michael Douglas. Great classic. Yes. Brilliant. That's brilliant. It'd be, brilliant. I mean, would there be any uh, desire to have someone of those previous films make a cameo in your film? <laughs> that would be amazing. maybe we'll see (laughs) that would be great um yes there's lots of um lots of wheels spinning at the moment so yeah i mean we haven't got much time we're filming in april so yeah yeah. well i i can't wait to check it out much like duchess as well i i do want to see you know with your with your experience and with how well you've done with your career do you have a party story you could share with our listeners? So not necessarily something that's happened at a party, but something that has 
taken place in your life that stands out so immensely you could easily recant it amongst friends at a party? Do you have something lined up for that? It could be comedic, tragic. It could be uh, scary. Just I think we're teetering more on comedic on this show, but anything that stands out to you. Oh, that's, let me see. That's a difficult one. Anything that's happened. Hmm. I want to say comedic, but I'll just say on the previous film, The Lair, hmm. it's not really story, like, it's just, I've never, sh I've never fired a gun before, before I shot The Lair. So I was training um to shoot an AK-47 and that was quite an experience in the shooting range um and uh, everything was okay though everything was okay but uh, I, I can think of oh I had a runaway horse that was interesting on the reckoning never ridden, uh, ridden a horse before and um, had some horse riding lessons absolutely great first day of filming got on this beautiful black beauty horse First shot, first day, right, I've got this, get on the horse, and it gallops away. And I thought I was going to die and fall off the horse. I didn't, and I think I've used that shot in the film, but that was pretty terrifying, and it was literally charging towards camera. And I don't know how I, I just held on to the love of God. It was pretty terrifying. I think the horse knew. It was like, right, okay, that's it. I'm going to this. I'm gonna set a standard here. <laughs> so I don't know. It was absolutely terrifying, though. But I survived and I did get on the horse again. And um, the horse did a great job, apart from that. <laughs> so, I'm sure, did you, did you keep your, you know, your, your character's face on while that wave of fear was I, coming? <laughs> I absolutely did. And that's the thing. Actually, in Duchess, I got shot with a blank. I, so I don't know if anyone ever has got shot. Well, it's like, it's like when you go paintballing, but 10 times worse. Mm. And I actually got shot in the arm and it was absolutely excruciating, but I carried on the scene. I just, just just used it in the scene, ran as if it didn't happen. Then as soon as they said cut, I absolutely screamed of just, it was so painful. But then that's the thing with that. And then another, um, I was, the next day we were filming me in a swimming pool and it literally was ice cold. When I say ice cold, it I just couldn't like, I don't know how I did it. And I was swimming and you just saw the back of my head and I was going, fuck, fuck, oh my God, I can't do this. But you, but that's the only way I could survive. Me actually just, just literally spilling out my guts of just, I need to get out of this pool. I am about to die and I'm about, my fingers are about to fall off. But you can't see it. You see the back of my head just looking like left to right. But really, I'm absolutely screaming. It was horrendous. See, that's, that's the music of movies isn't it <laughs> <The> art <laughs> it, it, it definitely sounds like you experienced the what is it called the Wim Hof method just spontaneously <laughs> you've just got to just go for it and yeah you just, what else can you do you just got to do it um yeah and then on the reckoning there was another scenario where I'm cutting down my dead husband who's hanging from a tree with a sword and there's movie rain and as you know what movie rain's like it's pretty intense it's like a shower underneath you so I've got this big sword I can hardly see what I'm doing I'm swinging it and I'm swinging it and the director just shouted cut 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 
I must have been this close to the stunt guy's head and it was a real sword. But I couldn't see. I was getting closer each time. He couldn't see. He was hanging there, bless him. And um, again, he survived. Everything's okay. And it's in the film. (laughs) (laughs) Things that you just wouldn't know. I was like, God, he could have I couldn't see it was movie rain and I was lost in the moment and yeah it was so a few along the way but right now okay there's been no deaths so oh, I, say, I, I hope he doesn't shudder anytime you guys see each other now <laughs> yeah it's like oh my god get away from me has she got a sword she's terrifying <laughs> oh god the stunt guys are absolutely incredible in like any movie I just don't know how they do it they're amazing oh yeah. what a talent Oof, what they do i couldn't do it yeah that it, it gives me major anxiety just standing you know in video village watching it okay. <gasps> i know I hope this works out <laughs> I, know, I know oh my gosh some of them oh amazing <sighs> well i think if anything we've definitely established you know even in this episode that acting is an adventure pursuing this career is a crazy journey that will take years it's just experience on top of experience but i do want to see you did share a little bit of advice before earlier in the episode but if you have a personal piece of advice you could share with our listeners that you've held on to that you could pass on to them i think you have to trust your gut your instincts right because you get so many people tell you different things do this don't do that or you're you don't try that try that if you you know it's because you think it's the right thing to do go down this path but do what you want to do follow what's in your heart that's what I would say and um it doesn't matter who it is if it's I, I think you've just got to follow your heart and let your let your instincts guide you I think that's what I've done I yeah. love that yeah and that it, it's it works for everybody right it's yeah someone who's been in the business for 10 years, someone who's trying to start out. It, yeah, that's crazy important. So thank you for sharing that. And yeah, my, you've, got go for, you, you've got to go with your instinct, right? Because if you go, yeah. oh, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm doing it because everyone's telling me to do it, but I really don't want to do it. Don't do it because there's something telling you for a reason. Don't do it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and, and that's, and, and, and you, you choose that for a reason. I, I, I think so. I've, I've learned from, I've learned the hard way. Go with what you really feel deep down yeah yeah and it's easy to tell that uh difference between you know nerves anxiety and that gut feeling it just yeah it's a punch Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah definitely and you're like fuck i should have listened to myself i should have listened i knew i knew it but i didn't listen so that's and just just um have good people around you as well Mm. good people that's important quality people it's better to have two or three quality good friends or good people around you than 10 or 15 shysters <laughs> you know it's just no you just got you just need to have good people around you that's so important so so important and you know if you think you've got to follow your heart because if you don't you're going to end up doing something you don't want to do and then what you do something you don't want to do and then you're going to do then you're going to regret it for the rest of your life right um, and then you're going to be doing something just because for the wrong reasons. And that's not good. That's not good. Yeah. And usually that's when the, the, I'm not a, you know, an astrology or cause cosmology person, but that's usually when something that you love 
comes about. I refrained from taking a day job recently that would be you know, required uh, work within an office setting. And yep. I went right up to a couple of days before I was supposed to start. And then I got an audition for something that I also got a callback for. It's oh just, it, it, it's hilarious how that just pranks with your spirit. You're like, all right, fine. I'll just, I'll stay in it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the signs. Listen yeah. to the signs. Amazing. Yeah. See, that's incredible. It was, really- it, oh, it's, it's the, the coolest thing. So I will constantly tell somebody, yeah, I, I completely agree. If you love what you're doing, it's going to be tough. There are going to be days that are going to be yeah. the roughest days, but keep doing it. It's it's only going to help you to stay on that path. And, you know, with that, I do want to see, do you, um, we have Duchess, right? But I wanted to see if there's any uh, any other upcoming projects or maybe some organizations you really care about that I could share uh, within the show notes of this episode. Oh, bless. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I'd love for you guys to check out The Lair. That's uh, that's out. Uh, that's on Amazon, iTunes, um, Shudder. So that's that's the lair out now. That's a sci-fi horror. Uh, it's like Predator meets the Thing. I would say. Uh, the Reckoning, of course, that's been out for a while. Um, that's that was one of my first films that I, I um that I was that I produced and co-wrote. Um, and then yes, be on the lookout for Duchess, and then about to shoot Compulsion. I am so excited for for Duchess and Compulsion. I haven't seen The Reckoning yet, but I watched The Lair when it came out on Shudder. And I just, I had to, I, I had so much fun with it. It was a complete blast. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun, exactly. It's just, yeah. it's, it's pure uh, escapism, isn't it? It's just like from start to finish, you kind of hopefully get sucked into the story and the adventure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and definite Sigourney Weaver vibes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure if you were going for that, but it it totally hit. Like I'm I'm in. Let's let's just watch this. I'm totally in. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It was it was. I think it it was so much fun to make, and I think that translates on screen. You know, mm. it was um it was just, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up the recording here. Uh, because I know I went over on time just a little bit, but uh, I do like to do what we call an awkward goodbye in each recording. So I'm not sure if you're familiar, but have you ever seen uh, Wayne's World? I haven't. Okay. That's really- no, 80% of my guests on the show have maybe seen it once years ago or haven't seen it at all. So explaining it is always just, it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm still tinkering with it a hundred and something episodes later. Uh, but essentially, <laughs> uh, they are, you know, this public access show to metalhead best buds and they are bought out by this corporation that changes their production immensely. So the main guy leaves, and then Garth, his right-hand man, is left on stage with the camera rolling and is just muttering nonsense, scared out of his mind, not knowing what to do. So <laughs> our awkward goodbye consists of me counting down from three, two, one silently, and then when I point to you, you give us your best verbal awkward goodbye, and then I will stop the recording from there. Does that sound like fun? Let's go for it. All right. All right. Here we go. (laughs) Awkward goodbye in. Bye.